I think they inspired so much of the the youthfulness of the music that I loved so much. Like, I mean, I I think that all of the music that I loved of like 60s pop in particular felt very much like, and once I kind of grew older and sort of looked at sort of the history of it, like it was clear that the Beatles and their boyishness and their kind of just like pure, like kind of youthful joy in a lot of the, their early music, especially is so prevalent in how so many other 60s pop artists kind of modeled themselves and molded themselves off of it. Junctures from Liverpool, England. The Beatles have held this title for eight years. My model of business is the Beatles. You know, they were four very talented guys. Welcome back to the Here, There, and Everywhere podcast. I'm your host, Jack Lawless. Thank you all for your continuing support. I'm so glad you're all enjoying these episodes. Now, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and make sure you subscribe so you get notifications when each new episode comes out. Today I'd like to introduce a very special guest on the show, Brittany Spanos. Brittany is a senior writer at Rolling Stone, where she covers music, fandom, and pop culture. She is also a podcaster, a Rolling Stone cover story specialist, and she loves boy bands, and in this case, specifically the Beatles. Hey Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the Here, There, and Everywhere podcast. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing today? Good. Um, it's very sunny here. Um, enjoying the the warm weather. So yeah, things are good. How are you? I'm doing well. I just saw Ringo perform a concert last night with his All Star Band, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. And I'm seeing Paul perform next week in New Jersey. Nice. So I'm getting my Beatles fix for the decade. Um, <laughs> and I hear you're going to London pretty soon to go on a Beatles trip. Hopefully, yeah. I'm going to London for work in a week. And I have been looking up some tours to do there because I have some pockets of time during the day that I can go do some like fun touristy stuff. And I still I've been to London. This will be my third time. And I have not been to like the Abbey Road, like Beatles crosswalk yet or haven't done any like music stuff there. So I am I'm hoping that this will be the time that I can finally do it. So I've been looking up some like music tours and there's a day one that takes you to Liverpool and um you can go to the museum there and all that so that sounds fantastic I'm so happy for you so when did you first hear the Beatles music what was your life like at that time I first heard the Beatles probably when I was super super young um I spent a lot of time with like like my grandpa would play like the oldie station a lot so like I would listen to like a lot of like you know 50s and 60s rock and pop music and I just like really loved it like I was very much requesting it when I was like three or four I was like put on that station um and of course like you know a lot of the especially the earlier Beatles hits would be on there so like I want to hold your hand and kind of like the very kind of like like love me do like very very early Beatles songs would be played on those stations a lot so I loved all of that music like I loved that kind of like you know, 60s pop sound, 60s Brit pop sound, and was really obsessed with it. So that's probably the earliest I listened to the Beatles, but my grandpa, like, actually hated the Beatles. Oh, no way. <laughs> he, like, I don't know. He, he was a little conservative, so he was just like, John Lennon's a dirty commie, and, like, <laughs> I didn't know what that meant, but I was like, sure, grandpa. And, like, you know, he just, like, really, I don't know. He seemed to have a lot against um, the politics of the Beatles for some reason. I We never actually <laughs> talked about it too much. Um 
but he just like seemed to really hate them <laughs> but i still really like them and i like their music and um yeah i i listened to them throughout my childhood and i think the a big turning point for me was actually the across the universe film and getting mm. really into the beatles after like getting more immersed into the beatles and the music and who they were and um kind of hearing those songs in a different light really brought me back into learning a lot about them how old were you when you saw that movie oh gosh um whenever i was in theaters first so like hmm. god what year was that yeah i'm not too familiar with one that came out maybe like the early 2000s or so yeah i think so i had to have been in like high school or junior high i'm just gonna look up the year real quick 2007 so i was 15 yeah so that was 15 when i saw that movie 2007 okay so that's like two years before the beatles catalog hit the itunes store and became yeah. available on in yeah. the internet era when that happened did you find yourself more interested in the beatles as well yeah i mean i think like i how was i i was buying a lot of cd so i like was a really big sort of like by the time that that movie came out i was sort of in this this phase of my life I mean phase like it's still part of my life but like where I was learning about music history and like really um kind of I don't know just like buying a ton of music history books I was going to cd and record stores all the time I was a huge cd buyer and so you know I had an ipod and I loved buying music and I loved like downloading music but I was really really into buying a lot of cds and so like I had like a ton so I, I remember I did buy like the beatles one um album and so i had that and that was a big that was a good like like square one introduction to the beatles and to like knowing obviously the bigger hits and all of that and so even before they were on itunes i i had bought a few of the cds prior so what was it about them that roped you in i i mean i i love pop music and i love really good catchy you know love songs heartbreak songs kind of very just like the simplest parts of what makes really great and universal pop music and I mean that's what reeled me into the Beatles in the beginning like when I was a kid and that's what I loved about like 60s pop music generally was like it was just simple like it was just kind of straightforward I loved harmonies I loved you know I loved all of that stuff and obviously the Beatles are very much a a square one boy band and boy bands have been a very big part of my life um, for many years so you know soon after that early kind of childhood introduction to a lot more classic music is when in sync and backstreet boys blew up and that's when i got really into them and of course there are so many lot through lines from the beatles to where we were with like you know in sync and the backstreet boys and later boy bands um so yeah i i loved and you know they just like are cute and obviously you know wasn't like in that like you know i feel like if i lived through the 60s i probably would have been one of the many many screaming girls at any of those concerts like i know for a fact i definitely would have been so um yeah i mean i think a lot of it is very much a lot of the basis of what i love about pop music and the type of like type of pop music that i still really love you've been so interested in music since such an early age yeah how did you wind up working for rolling stone later on in life I decided I wanted to work at Rolling Stone when I was 12. <laughs> I made that like wow. executive decision for my life. Um, <laughs> I, so I was in this, like by the time that I'd seen Across the Universe and gone into it, like I was in this like very much period of like really 
doing a lot of immersive music history education for myself. Um, and just because I love history, even before I really found that I love music history and it's kind of the same thing that happens when you're a fangirl. Like you like really want to know everything about the artists that you love and like need to know like the entire history, everything that they love. And so I had that with, I had that with me when I was like a huge fan of NSYNC and when I was like, you know, seven, eight, nine and like obsessed with Justin Timberlake. But then as I got older and I was, you know, reading more books and like reading, you know, like learning, like I can like buy like a huge book on like Led Zeppelin and like learn about them or like Green Day. And I would just like, you know, be like, okay, what kind of music does like Billy Joe Armstrong like? And then I would listen to all those bands. Like it was just kind of a constant sort of evolution of, you know, I became obsessed with an artist and I would be like, who do they like? And what do they, you know, what do they listen to? What inspires them? Like what makes them tick? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I had like a, a Led Zeppelin moment and i got i read hammer of the gods way younger than a person should read hammer of the gods (laughs) and um i like read that book and then i found out that it was like um you know that cameron crowe's some of his time with led zeppelin semi-inspired almost famous and i was like gotta watch that movie and then i watched almost famous and i was like holy shit like you could just make a job out of this <laughs> so i was like you could have like a whole career where you're just like a huge music nerd and that's so cool <laughs> and um then i was like okay i'm gonna work for rolling stone and i subscribed to rolling stone and spin magazine around the same time and it just yeah it was it made sense after that like everything just seemed to fall into place and click for me has working for rolling stone brought you deeper into the beatles universe have you crossed paths with any beatles yet have you found yourself digging deeper and doing more research on the Beatles since working there? Yeah, I mean, I've always, like, I, I feel like they've definitely just been a constant in terms of, like, a comfort soundtrack to my life. But, yeah, I've seen Paul McCartney once. I haven't seen Ringo. I would love to sing, see Ringo. Um, and obviously spending time with a lot of people who are even more knowledgeable about the Beatles, like Rob Sheffield, of course, and, like, his book Dreaming the Beatles. And, um, you know, like... Andy Green and like I was just like an Angie Bartosio, like all my coworkers are such huge Beatles fans. So I've learned a lot from them as well and have gotten to kind of like enjoy different sides of like why they love this band. And um but yeah, like I've I've been able to like covering like a Paul McCartney concert was like a big moment for me. And that happened um before I was at Rolling Stone. Was it? yeah, it was before I was at Rolling Stone when I was at the Village Voice and I reviewed it. And it was like a really big moment because I was just like, this is like an artist that I never thought I would get to see. Like, it was like one of those like kind of like pinch me moments of being a music journalist where I had been covering so many, um, you know, like younger, really like really young acts, new acts, like um, really big, like really like local type of music and everything. So Mm -hmm. to cover someone that big was kind of wild to me because I was just like, this is just like someone that like everyone in my life knows who this person is like (laughs) you know and it's just like kind of crazy to be at this concert um and so like seeing him live was like a a big sort of moment of like I can't believe this is like what I get to do for work (laughs) yeah oh my gosh how was the concert it was really good I think it was like um the concert was like in 2013 I think um either 2013 or 2014 and so I was at the Village Voice then, and I remember I was at Barclay Center, and I 
when I, I only got one ticket because he was very famous and I was a new writer. So they did not, they weren't like, here's a plus one. And right. so <laughs> I went alone and it was honestly the best experience because I was sobbing so hard the entire time. Like I was having the best time. Um, befriended like this group of women next to me who were just like best friends, like lifelong best friends. And, um, you know, they were all like, you know, super Paul girls, like who had grown up listening to them. And, um, you know, I, it was like really sweet to kind of be become a part of their night together. You know, they're like yeah. girls night out where they like kind of like <laughs> folded me in as like, I was like 21 or something at the time. And I was just like, can I just like, you know, hang out with you guys? And they were very, very sweet. And that was really nice. And it's just like such a good show. I mean, it just sounds amazing live. And, um, you know, it was just being able to hear all those songs live for the first time was completely surreal. Like just like song again, like songs that I had just been hearing almost the entire time I've been alive. So that was 2013 at the Barclay Center. I'm pretty sure I was at that exact concert as well. Yeah, I think it was 2013. It was it because I was working at Rolling or not. I'm sorry, I was working at the Village Voice from um, like 2012 to 2014. So it was sometime in that frame and i'm pretty sure it wasn't 2012 oh you're probably at the same concert oh it was so good wasn't it it was so it was so it was yeah it was just like such a surreal moment to be able to see him live is paul your favorite um okay i was a george girl growing up because i just thought he was so mysterious and um he just seemed like you know kind of like like just like sweet and like i don't know he seemed to not be with a lot of the the drama of the band, in my, at least like from my perspective at that time. Like, yeah. obviously, I know, like after, especially after seeing like Get Back and everything, I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> my perspective was not the correct one on this. Um, but I really, I thought he was just like hot, and I've like really, I love Ringo. I just find him delightful. I love Ringo songs, um, and you know, I like also have like an affinity hit his song that's um, she's sixteen. like it's like a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a different conversation but like my grandpa used to sing a version of that that was like she's britney like she's like she's britney she's oh, beautiful yeah. she's mine. like he used to sing that to me when i was a kid so i was like really like i've always had a fondness for ringo because of that song um which is also funny because my grandpa like you know like i said he kind of like hated the beatles so it was funny that that was <laughs> the song that he remixed to sing about me um but like yeah, it's, you know, I've always had a fondness for, for Ringo, and I've always found him, like, very cute. But I honestly, like, everyone, after watching Get Back, I was like, I kind of love, I kind of really, really love Paul even more. Like, I just th- mm. thought he was just, like, kind of, like, he's kind of a bitch, and I really like that. Like, I don't know. I just thought he was, like, I just was endeared to it. Right. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Whatever. Like, I'm I'm cool with it. Like, I think this is kind of, like, a nice side of Paul. <laughs> <laughs> was he a good kind of boss or was he just kind of annoying i thought he was i thought he was kind of a boss bitch like he just like you know he's a little he was a little annoying but like he it was for a good purpose like there was a greater purpose to why he was annoying like he wasn't per, he wasn't annoying for the sake of being annoying and i right. respect that no is he the cutest as well he's he's cute he's definitely i mean they're all cute but like george george was definitely like george was the hot one to me 
in my in my ranking, my definitive <laughs> rankings of Beatles hotness and how I listen to them. George is the hot one. <laughs> Brittany, how have the Beatles influenced your life? Ooh, um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think like in terms of how it shaped my thinking about maturity and pop music, I would say that the Beatles have shaped a lot of that. They've been very influential in the way that I've thought about how bands, um, especially really young artists kind of grow in the industry and how they sort of, I think they were the blueprint for a lot of people in terms of like what it meant to mature in pop music. Mm -hmm. And, um, like my favorite, my favorite Beatles album is rubber soul. And I think that's like such a great example of what it means to sort of like move from, um, teen idol sort of phase of your life and of your career to this like more mature kind of like wanting to be taken more seriously in a different light. And I feel like that album is such a good sort of blueprint for so many artists in that way. Um, and I think that I've used them sort of like as the basis for how I've thought about, uh, maturity and pop music over the years, but in a personal way, like I just, I, I think like I, I love, you know, they, they made music that was just purely universal and joyful. And I think that's just like the most important part of making any sort of pop music of any sort of genre of music. But, you know, I think that that is so respected by them. And I think sometimes, you know, criticism and music criticism and the way that we think about authenticity in music forgets that sometimes at the very core, it is just meant to be fun and, you know, just kind of meant to, to have that mass appeal sometimes and Mm -hmm. the Beatles achieve that (laughs) you know they like achieve that in like the best possible way and you know we can look at them as as geniuses which I think they all are were but like you know I also think that they were geniuses because they were able to make music that was at its core very very sweet and simple and and pleasant like that's just kind of a nice thing to do and to be able to do it um you know in a way that has completely affected so many generations um is i mean just like such a a thing to marvel at like there are still really young kids who are discovering the beatles for the first time and and feeling that appeal and affinity for them that you know i did when i was a really young kid and what characteristic of their music allows that to happen like when you were a kid and you were listening to that radio station playing 50s and 60s music did the beatles music stand out to you or did it just kind of blend together with all of the pop that was on the radio? I think they inspired so much of the the youthfulness of the music that I loved so much. Like, I mean, I I think that all of the music that I loved of like 60s pop in particular felt very much like, and once I kind of grew older and sort of looked at sort of the history of it, like it was clear that the Beatles and their boyishness and their kind of just like pure, like kind of sheer um, kind of, you know, kind of, youthful joy in a lot of their early music especially is so prevalent in how so many other 60s pop artists kind of modeled themselves and molded themselves off of it and so that was what I always loved about it because it just felt it just felt so young and fresh even though you know I was like in three four or five whatever like I had no idea like that it was like from decades (laughs) prior like it just sounded so sweet and fun like I could have it could have also been playing on Radio Disney, like which I was also right. like toggling between, you know, like it could have been, you know, from Lizzie McGuire and I wouldn't like I didn't know the difference. Like yeah. it was just like it felt like young and sweet and um just like completely completely fresh in that way because it is that universal tone to it. It is that sort of like the concepts are as you know, 
as now as they were then. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I want to hold your hand. It's such a simple phrase and such a simple song. And it's like, you know, that could in theory be written today, you know, just like the right. lyrics and the tone of it. Um, there's nothing yeah. about it that feels dated. Oh yeah. I think if you were to play, I want to hold your hand by the Beatles followed by beautiful soul by Jesse McCartney, either on a playlist or like on radio Disney, it would sound <laughs> contemporary. It would Absolutely sound could. like they were not made 50 years apart from each other. Yeah. She loves you is totally one direction song. Like yes. all these things are <laughs> like, they could have, they could have just, you know, that obviously they are the ones that had so brilliantly written them, but like those songs sound like they could very much have come out today. Do you have a favorite memory that's associated with the Beatles? Oh, um, I mean, other than the Paul McCartney concert, which is like such a special memory that I hold dear. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, it's like, again, like one of those artists that I feel like so many people in my life, I kind of have connected with them through like, you know, like, there's just like like one of those bands that's just like so many people in my life really really love and like have like really like core memories associated with it. You don't realize like how special that is until like you kind of are thinking really hard on. It. You're like, oh yes, I have so many friends in my life who like are huge like Beatles fans in a way that like you wouldn't expect them to kind of share yeah. that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I've I've always loved kind of doing Beatles karaoke with friends. Like I think that's always kind of like such a, a sweet moment of realizing that we have these like same relationships with the songs or same ways that we were introduced to the Beatles um yeah I have like several other friends who kind of like had a similar moment of like across the universe is like a moment for them that they like were like oh wait I really love this band and so I've heard like oh darling at karaoke a lot in a way that I think um you know like other other generations of fans would be surprised to like hear so many like (laughs) like late 20 early 30s people like singing oh darling um having that be their like beatles karaoke song of choice (laughs) and it's because we all like saw across the universe in like theaters and opening weekend you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) are there any songs that you have special connections with um i've like so many i like i said rubber soul is my favorite album and i've always really loved drive my car just think it it is like the like one of the greatest pop songs of all time and i just like i mean maybe this is why i love like i love like how like diva paul and like get back but like i just love that the girl's like an absolute diva in the song like i just like i don't know the way the women in beatles songs are just like such heroes like they're just kind of like a little like a little mean to them (laughs) like they still love them and like drive my car is like such a good um it's just such a good catchy song and i've always like I play that album on repeat a lot and I love that song so much. Um, and I mean, I think, I mean, I think there's just like nothing more powerful than the, like the na, 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 like, Hey Jude, that's just mm-hmm. like, I mean, that is like pop perfection. Like that is like top tier yeah. <laughs> sing along, um, like gets my heart racing anytime I hear that in a public place. Like, I think that was the moment I sobbed the hardest during the Paul McCartney show. I was like, I cannot believe I'm like, like singing along to this and like, it's like a, an arena full of people right now. Like that's insane. Um, and oh gosh, I don't know. I think like, there's just so many, I, oh, oh, like, oh, darling for sure. Definitely. is still like a really great one for me. Something is like, I think one of the best love songs I like I ever written. Um, and uh, gosh, I think I don't know. There's like no like 
bad Beatles song. <laughs> you know, like there's no songs I listen to that I like really hate. Like even like the really, you know, like the kind of, you know, Maxwell's Silver Hammer and stuff like that is like so fun to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I have like such like, I feel like I'm like running through different memories with like all these different songs of like karaoke nights and like sing- car sing-alongs and stuff. <laughs> and with a little help from my friends again, like as a, as a Ringo fan, like I, like I just love that performance and I just, I love a friendship song. I love a song about the guys. Like it's just like a, a sweet song. So you say Rubber Soul is your favorite Beatles album. Yeah. Is that because of the songs on that album or is it because of the context of what was going on during their career when they released that album? The songs first. Um, you know, I I mean, I feel like I feel like all my introductions to like Beatles stuff is so like random, but like I got really into that album because I was a huge fan of the disco. I was a huge fan of the disco fan and their album Pretty Odd. Their much maligned album Pretty Odd, which I think is a very good album, is heavily inspired by Rubber Soul. And I was like, I got to check it out. And I absolutely fell in love with Rubber Soul. It's obviously much, much better than Pretty Odd. But um, I just like, I don't know. I just really love that album. I just find it to be just like so good. And it's again, like it feels like very comforting to me. There's a warmness to the production and to the songwriting. And um, I just I really think it's just like such a great album. And I think the context has grown more significant to me over the years, especially as I've begun to write more about pop music and begun to write more about um, like teen pop music and teen idols in particular and like, you know, kind of watching and observing a lot of artists kind of make that transitional moment in their careers where they are moving to um, a more mature sound or more kind of like, you know, quote unquote, like adult sound. Um, You know, obviously the Beatles were like a touch younger than a lot of those artists are now when they're doing that but I think that album um kind of is a good representation of like what that what that did for them and like how that's sort of been mimicked and kind of I know um inspiring over the years in terms of that moment of kind of changing and shifting your the tone of your career I'd love to get your take on this I've I've asked Angie about it and I've asked Rob about it um so the Phil Spector version of Let It Be. Yeah. Do you prefer that or do you prefer the Let It Be Naked record? Ooh. Um I think I I mean like I hate saying anything like pro Phil Spector, but the Phil Spector version is really like so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's just like, you know, he sucks as a person, but like his production was very very good. <laughs> so <laughs> So that that so is, you're a fan of the orchestration. Yeah, I'm the more lush the better. Like I love that. So I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that of that version. That's awesome. I'm I'm very happy <laughs> that you voiced a, a very controversial opinion. <laughs> yeah. I I will I'll tepidly stand in the, in the pro Phil Spector in this case only. <laughs> I'll. <laughs> So do you have any other controversial Beatles opinions? Any underrated albums or songs that you think deserve more mm. credit than they're getting? I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm always kind of... I, it's not even controversial anymore to call them a boy band. But like that is something I will literally die on that hill. Like I've gotten to many, many arguments at parties over... Like people do not... Like 
it's one of those things where you just can't bring up to me after a certain point of the night. Like I will, <laughs> I'll scream about it for hours. Um, but like they are a boy band. There's no questioning that. Um, that's not even controver- that controversial anymore. Cause I think a lot more people are kind of like, yeah, now, but it was controversial for a minute and I will stand <laughs> by it. Um, <laughs> what's the argument against them being a boy band because they play instruments and it's like okay oh, it doesn't okay. make them any less of a boy guns and roses are a boy band like all these bands are boy bands <laughs> like <laughs> like at a certain point you just have to like own up to it um but yeah i mean i don't know i don't know if i have any like super super hot takes besides that one sometimes depending on the, the crowd for it <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah i don't know if i have any like i think there's a lot like i I feel like my opinions have evolved over the years. Like for a really long time, I didn't really care for the white album. Like I just like didn't really entirely mm. get it. And it's an album that like, I feel like I, it just like felt really bloated to me. And then I kind of like have returned to it over the, as I've gotten older, I've been like, Oh, I really love that. Like I really enjoy that album. I think, you know, I feel like Rob is a big part of that. Like Rob's writing on the white album is like a big part of me kind of, growing more in love with it um and yeah like I think that was kind of that's what I like about the Beatles though is like I feel like there are just all these incredibly unique sides to them that like as I've grown like a lot of other than like Rubber Soul maintaining its its spot at number one like I feel like my kind of opinions of of stuff have have changed when it comes to them um and about like different songs and different you know albums and things like that but I feel like that was like the the biggest shift was like me becoming like oh like I do enjoy um the white album more than I realized I did are you a fan of their solo work I yes I love I feel like Ringo's solo work I haven't followed as much um Paul I mean like 70s Paul I feel like I've been listening to a lot more lately of solo Paul um I feel like solo John Lennon, I got into like pretty young. I mean, it was like one of those things where it was just like, I might've also been like a, a family rebellion. <laughs> you know, like, kind of like, <laughs> my grandpa's deep hatred for him. I was like, let me listen to this. Um, <laughs> and so I got really into John Lennon and I was like really into, like, I loved his, yeah, I was obsessed with Yoko Ono and I just thought she was like the coolest and like, I've always been like a very pro Yoko Ono. That was probably also my controversial opinion for a long time. But again, like, like public opinion has changed, but I was always very pro Yoko Ono. Yes. Um, and so I like was really into a lot of their work, obviously together and a lot of John solo work for a lot of my teen years. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I've been a fan of, of George Harrison solo work as well, but I, I would say like John's, I probably, have listened to the most and Paul's I've gone into more over the last like maybe like five, six years. Um, and, you know, like listening to more like Wings and a lot more of like solo Paul has been a, a big part of that. So, yeah, I hear you. I used to play John Lennon when I felt like I needed to rebel against something, mm-hmm. you know, like I was playing working class hero when I was 13 years old as if I, you know, was a working class hero myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like I was, I was really obsessed with like, the Roxy Music version of Jealous Guy. Like, that was, like, my favorite song for... I mean, it's still one of my favorite songs, but, like, there was, like, a good year where it was, like, really just, like, going platinum in my headphones. I don't know why. I just, like, really love their version of it. So, like... Um, so, yeah, I was, like, I really enjoyed that um, that era. And I also think I got really... Um, 
I mean, I think like his relationship to and with like David Bowie and like kind of a lot of that inspiration, like I was a huge and still I'm like a really big Bowie fan. Like that kind of um, led to a lot more of like John Lennon research um, and, you know, kind of into a lot of his solo work. Junctures from Liverpool, England. The Beatles have held this title for eight years. My model of business is the Beatles. You know, they were four very talented guys. Thank you all for listening to part one of our interview with Britney Spanos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss part two when it comes out next week. Follow us on Twitter at Beatles Earth and on Instagram under the same name. Be sure to follow Brittany at Oh Hey Brittany and check out her Instagram as well.